From the creators of Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, <laughs> June 6, 2014. This is the Relevant Podcast. Um, what's I happening? am not at the Bob Goff Tickle Shack Lodge. I am sitting here in the Relevant Podcast Studios, filling in for Cameron Strang. I am the illustrious producer, Ones and Twos host, Chad Michael Snavely. Yeah, Chad, did you sleep at all last night? I haven't slept since last Friday. Are you just and, uh, wired up about this? I am uh, I am on five-hour energy drinks and no-dos, and I am just you should, totally pumped. You I'm about see- to pull a Zach Morris intervention with you. You'll notice that because Cameron's not here, I can do whatever the heck I want. Yeah. So I'm going to play whatever music I want. Hence the song you're listening to right now. <laughs> it's the Boom. So, uh, so there you go. Hey, guys, this week's show is brought to you by our favorite glasses company, WarbyParker.com. Eddie's wearing his Warby Parkers. I had mine on earlier today. Warby Parker, they offer an easy way to buy prescription glasses and sunglasses online. They've got a great selection of fashion-forward frames that start at only 95 bucks, and that includes prescription lenses. Warby Parker has a home try-on program. You can pick out five frames. They're sent to you for free. You try them on. You show them off to your friends. You post pictures on Facebook and Instagram and find out which ones look the best on you. Send them all back. Order online right away. It's a super easy and fun way to buy eyewear. For listeners of the podcast, Warby Parker is offering free expedited two-day shipping on the final purchase. Just go to warbyparker.com slash relevant. No promo code needed. Just visit warbyparker.com slash relevant. I want to affirm that was a nice, nice, you did a nice job on that. Hey, thanks, man. Very professionally. Have a nice I, reading voice. You know, I have been practicing. Nice. I've been practicing so much. I was telling Eddie earlier today. Well, I'll get into this. First of all, here with me in our Orlando studios, one person, one person only, Hello. just me and Eddie looking at each other across the table. Here we are. Hello, friends. What's up, buddy? On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. On the other Skype line from Chicago, Illinois, Shauna Nequist. Good morning. On another Skype line, we have we have unbelievable amounts of Skype lines. Yeah. On the other Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, our managing editor, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, guys. Yeah, Skype around the world has just dimmed right now so that we yeah. are able to use all the bandwidth. <laughs> just <laughs> every this corner magic. of America, coast to coast. Well, coast to... Coast to Chicago. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Shauna, you we're recording a day early because you are joining Cameron later in this week, right? And going up to Bob Goff's place. Is that correct? I am. In my Vancouver? son and I, my seven-year-old and I, and my brother are all leaving tomorrow. We're so excited. Now, that's sweet. Sounds so fun. Have uh, you, are, you, are you a big paddle boarder, Shauna? I heard that's, that's like the thing there. I am. We have paddle boards at the lake. And so I had this. I'm not, you know, particularly athletic. I, I feel like that's obvious. Um. But uh, I have we never have thought about the lake, that. So I know how to do it. Um, and so last year at the lodge, uh, I just, you know, like jumped right on and paddled all around. And people were like, she's amazing. It was like the only truly athletic triumph of my entire life. Basically. Well, that so. is second to, yes. though, though, 
your cheerleading career, your decade-long cheerleading career. Oh. I mean, that seems like an athletic. It yeah. comes back so quickly. Yeah, we it? we yes. scoured the internet this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds because like, if cheerleading is a real sport, and I think we all agree that it is, then you are well, quite I'll the athlete. Well, I'll say it's a real competition. Oh. It's an athletic it's all of the competition. Above. It's a lifestyle, I would say. It's yeah. a lifestyle. <laughs> what was your? No, and just to be clear, I was only a cheerleader for a couple years, and mm-hmm. then I really focused on palms, oh. which is the dancing part yeah. of it. It's no, like yeah. we don't really care about the game. We're not yelling for you. When you leave the field, we will dance, and then we'll do the, the kind of that. So, so a lot more dancing than supporting anyone else or cheering so for the athletic part of it. The, the way the way you explain that, it's almost as if there was a certain sort of hostility towards the sports team that you were associated with. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Just, yeah just, just, just to set I think the record a straight here. Lack of interest on our part. We were like, oh, are they still out there? Are they still? Oh, okay. Then we've got five more minutes. Yeah. Just to set the record straight, football team. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This excitement is not for you. It's for right. us. It's the cheerleader's job to care. Right. They're the ones watching the game, choosing appropriate cheers for what's happening on the field. We were like behind the bleachers, ratting our hair, fluffing our pom-poms, waiting till we were until it was go time for us. Caring yep. less about the outcome. Like if there is a Jock Jams song, I can oh, do yeah. a routine to that song. Well, I'm uh, a pretty okay. tall If it came yeah. out between 1990 and say 1994, yeah. I have done a dance to that Jock Jam song. Well, oh, you're, I mean, I think this DC Talk song that you're listening to in the background was yeah. a Jock Jam. Yeah. So you yeah. probably oh, had a dance worked out to yeah. this so maybe, song. Maybe I'm doing it right now. Now, we're, Christian, with, Christian Jock Jams. This is at like a high school, right? Christian like you were, you went to, this was at a high school? Yeah, yes, it was at a public high school in Illinois. Yeah. What was the name of that school? <laughs> just <laughs> what, like just generally, what would be the name of it? Like if I were to, if I if I were to find some sort of yearbook archive, just hypothetically, yeah, we would never what, do this. But how quickly can we get a hold of a picture of you in that dance competition? Uh huh. Nope. It's a big internet. This is it's my number there. one mission in life now, is <laughs> <laughs> to make that exist. Wait, were, were you guys football players? Did I just offend you? Oh, no. Someone here play football? Shauna, you uh, know I was heavily well, involved in chorus and Boy Scouts. Some of us may have played football. You played football? Who played did football? I, did I play football? I don't know if you've ever seen me in life, Eddie, but this frame... <laughs> Yeah, you and seem. There was no op. My my yeah. fate was sort of written in the stars. Yeah, you seem like a you seem like a very accomplished kicker. Oh, oh. <laughs> he just oh. went there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know there. what sort of stories you've been hearing about my eye foot coordination, but I was not the kicker. <laughs> what, what? That's the phrase, right? Eye foot. Yeah, my eye foot coordination. My eye foot coordination test came back a solid. Negative three or F minus or whatever the <laughs> matrix is. Fail. <laughs> Jesse, what did you play? Did you play any sports? Baseball? Uh, I, yeah, I played some baseball. I played basketball. And I actually played volleyball. Ooh. Was it beach? Which has come in hand. Which I'll say this. Out, out of all, And I'm not saying I was particularly, you, you know, all that great at e- any of them. But I will say that the one that I feel, and I also played on the golf team, which I was, I was hands down. The worst golfer on the team. <laughs> like I was using golf clubs that were far older than I was. Did, were they um, wood, were they wooden golf clubs? They had wooden elements to them. Nice. Wow. Um, <laughs> and, and I cared so little. Like I was, I had Shauna's attitude about the team. You know, from the perspective of the cheerleadership, about the actual team I was on. Like the only reason I signed up for golf is because one. There was no tryout that that you were automatically on the team because they were desperate to, for 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 <laughs> participants. Of course, and you know golf practice you have to get out of school early every day because it takes a really long time to like play golf and you have to like get in daylight hours. So I thought you're telling me 
that this is a guaranteed way to miss like two hours of school every afternoon <laughs> and just go jack around on a golf course, which is a really fun place to jack around. 100%. Because people are there are very high strong. <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah. it was really right up my alley. Right. If you can commandeer a cart or be a little bit louder or do something to somebody on a tee, that's good times. Yeah. yeah and, and I would say that, you, you know, at minimum 50% of my shots uh, uh, went you know, shorter than a distance than I could just throw them. <laughs> and, and, and way less accurate. And, and about as accurately as me kicking the golf. Uh, uh, but but the, the league that I, the, the, the like conference, high school conference <laughs> that I played in had a rule. Uh, and I think it was more for speed of play than anything else. Like they didn't want high school tournaments taking all day on these like golf courses, even though we're mostly playing on, uh, you know, like public courses. Yeah. That it, it, in, a, in, a, in an actual tournament, like, there was a cap on every hole of double the par, right? Uh-huh. So, so, so if you okay, hit double sure. par on a hole, you just write that down on the scorecard, pick up your ball, and then you know you you're done yeah. for that hole, and you go to the next one. <laughs> I would just presume, yes, on every hole that I'm taking whatever double the par. You're like, there's no possible way I'm going to get this there yeah. in eight. Yeah. So, yeah. just yeah, I'm going to go. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and write down the eight. If I surprise us all, <laughs> yeah, get it at seven. I'll yeah. erase it because I'm definitely let's... I'm gonna four putt. Like that's a hundred percent. There's a like, there's no chance I'm not four putting, <laughs> but the likelihood I get onto the green <laughs> in less than four yeah. is very slim. Not as well. even possible. As long as there's cheerleaders present, then that's all that really matters, <laughs> yeah. right? Shauna? She was not I a cheerleader. She, Shauna did not like the cheerleader. She was a palmer. No, I what? did. I, I liked the cheerleaders. Palm. They were a little more upstanding than the palm girls. Palm girls were a little rougher the edges what okay. do you mean by upstanding and rough around the edges like would you guys smoke under the bleachers well okay so um we, we did this thing in my high school i don't know how your school did this um, not a no where not instead a no. of there being rules from like your coach about what would get you in trouble the team had to make their own rules oh, for like what you could do to get oh, ca- kicked off or benched idea. or whatever huh. and so like the cross-country kids made like a super aggressive one you know very fit and committed right. to their sport. Right. And the cheerleaders are like really upstanding. And the Palms one literally was like, if you get taken away from a party in a police car and you're still wearing your uniform, you get benched. Oh, no. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. So it was basically like, just like put on a sweatshirt. It's cool. Yeah, just just try not to be busted for whatever you're doing in your actual uniform. Nice. Right. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Did that, yeah. Ever, did that ever happen? Was there ever a time where, where the Palm girls had to get together and... F- Figure and out, kick like, somebody out of do. the squad. There were some. There were some episodes. There were some some judgment call situations. I climbed out of a fair amount of basements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In uniform. Well, yeah, that's why. So Shana. the police come down the stairs, wait, and then wait, you realize, oh my gosh, I'm still wearing my uniform, and I'm going to break the one rule we have. Take me to the window well. Yeah, and then I would climb out the back. So far, this is my favorite podcast we've ever recorded. <laughs> Did you go to Kelvin Park High School? <laughs> Am I close? <laughs> no? Okay. Eddie is frantically I'm deep, scouring the I, internet. I am literally taking everything you say and putting in whatever I can into Google and seeing if I can continue to narrow it down. Like, we have to find out where you went to high school and get a picture of all this, of but, you escaping some sort of crack house with a pom-pom outfit on. <laughs> I know you weren't. Hey, just to be clear, Shauna never said she went to a crack house. Right. right. We don't have to edit this out. It, it I'm was going just to some apologize. illicit uh, uh, gathering. 
at a house that may or not have drugs. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And okay. just put a sweatshirt on. Right. Much like much like the Twitter verse uh, went after the the poor person that was fallen upon out of the buck bed last week. Yes. Twitter, that was tried cool. to, oh, Twitter tried to find that guy. I think Twitter now needs to try to find what high school Shauna went to. Yeah. Done. And let us and, know if there's and any I, pictures. And I'll give. I didn't really give many clues last time. Uh, uh, the the it was Elon Bible Institute around oh. the year two thousand, I believe, or two thousand one. Because like, okay. it's, it's really possible we find this guy. That would be amazing. It this- was a small school, but I literally I can't even barely remember what he looks like. All I remember <laughs> is his guttural. Uh, cry of pain in the night. <laughs> that was the part of the story when I listened back to the show. I was crying. Just crying. When you just, when the noise. <laughs> it's forever, it's forever burnt, seared into my memory. And, and probably his as well. Yeah. So, uh, so hit that up, Twitter. Uh, we're anxious to find we, out. We got a job to do. Yeah, we, we're anxious to find out who this guy is that Jesse fell on, and we're anxious to find <laughs> out if there are any pictures of Shauna. Being led away in handcuffs. <laughs> Shauna, if it makes you feel if it makes you feel any better, our Boy Scout troop was kind of the bad boy troop. Uh, sure, in high school. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, you were totally. Nice oh no, totally. Scott, they would be like, "All right, guys, lights out. It's at nine. And Eddie's like, "It's nine oh five. Yeah. How about this? How about yeah, this? What does it look like to be the to be the bad boy? Oh, okay. The all right. They they said to die a double full win. So. Oh. Okay, we yeah. took all. Okay, you ready for this? He's, this means war. I this don't is, know. Are you ready you, for this? You, you stuck two marshmallows on your s'more. You can rebel. We even, can we even say it on air? This is a family show, Eddie. So during our summer camp that we were there for two weeks, we took all of our tents and we hooked them up together and made like this tent village. Oh. And yeah, Scott Munger smoked a cigarette. Uh oh. What? <laughs> say it ain't so, Scott. I know. Back. You guys told on him immediately, right? Oh, of course. That's a violation of the Scott Oath law. You gotta do that. Yeah. Although you guys, I did go glamping, and so oh. I can recommend a location. Right. I oh. think I found the place for us. Did you? Did yeah. you end up in a yurt, or uh, was it just a season? No, no, I was in a cabin. Four seasons. Okay, it was lovely. lovely. Um, the the thing about the cabin is they don't have uh, bathrooms. But it's okay because there's a comfort station. Did I tell you this yes. already? Yeah, you yeah. told us this might exist, but tell us yeah, specifically yeah, yeah. about this comfort Sauna, station. Sauna, fireplace, men's and women's showers. Hold on, in women's... the comfort station? Yeah. You there is a there. fireplace in the comfort station? It's beautiful, like Adirondack chairs. Oh, this is spectacular. Oh, yeah. hi. Sounds amazing. Crazy. It was amazing. Yeah. I, I think it'd be funny if there's all of that, but then when you finally get to the bathroom, it's just a hole in the ground. <laughs> You're like, seriously? It's They're... like a nasty little viper pit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, right. Come like, on. We had a we have a fireplace with like a rotating roof thing. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a haphazardly <laughs> shallow hole. <laughs> Well, Sean, you're living large. I mean, you were doing that last week, and now you're going to go hang out with Cameron and Bob Goff. I mean, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty impressive that you took a you know an hour out of your uh, very very luxurious luxurious life. schedule just to spend it with us four or five guys just talking about you know holes in the ground and yeah. What is the requirement for the rest of us getting up to the tickle shack? Because I feel like we're on a podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm and Cameron I and you are. I get an invite here. Yeah, you yeah. and Cameron are on a podcast, so we've already done that one. Is it also just? All the other accomplishments, or is the podcast enough? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, um, I, I feel like we're going to have a lot to report when we get back because yeah. there are a lot of rumors about who's going to be there this time, okay. and they're straight up crazy. So Let's I can't tell you now. Can you give us? Can you give us some rumors? Like, are we talking like Jungle Bird crazy? Yeah. Mm, pretty. I'm going to throw out some names: John Tesh, Michael W. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to keep going. Just get really, really quiet if we're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Amy Grant, Bono, Bono, Michael Jordan, Tom York. 
Scotty Pippen. Scott Sapp. The guy. Um, Dennis Rodman. The whole nineteen. The whole nineties Bulls roster. Is be <laughs> Luke Longley. Yeah. And that will be really awkward if the entire Bulls roster was there, because I uh, like every once in a while they'll ha- they'll be like a professional athlete who comes to speak at our church, and I know nothing about sports of any kind, and so I have to like quickly play the game in my mind, like. He's extremely large. I feel like he looks like a professional athlete. I have no idea what sport or yeah. what team. Yeah. So. And you have to guess. The, the cast of Cannonball Run. Are they going to? <laughs> All of them there. The will you tell Bob that we said hi? Yeah, please tell him that we said hi. No, I will. I, I'm sure he's big fans. Tell him show. that we're, we're huge fans of him. Um, I know he's a yeah. fan of the podcast because he's been on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Our listeners love him. And if he would ever like us to record a, a, a podcast live from the lodge. From the Tickle Shack. We, we, would, would, we would do it. We would be more than happy. We would, we would make it happen. We'd find yeah. a way. We would be the big rumor next time. Will you do us also a favor and just make Cameron just throw his phone in the water so that he's really... I have a funny thing to tell you about Cameron. (laughs) Give it to us. This is the show. Dad's on home. We can do whatever we want. He left already, right? So he's already in Vancouver. And so I was, he was like texting me like, oh, we're doing this and Cohen's doing this. And, And I was asking about the weather and he said it's, between 50 and 70 degrees, we might, something, you know, like it's so cold. And then he said something like, it's like God is air conditioning the outside. What? <laughs> so in other words, it's not Florida. <laughs> God's not trying to burn Florida us. Before. I know you have. Oh, that's amazing. God, oh, I died. That's that God awesome. is air conditioning the outside. Amen. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Man, that. Real man of the outdoors there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Well, so I texted jokingly, like, hey, I'm packing six jackets. Is that too many? <laughs> yeah. And I meant, like, haha, of course it's too many. That's absurd. And he replied back, like, well, I am pretty cold. I know it's different for you because you're from Chicago, but it's pretty cold here. Yeah, it's pretty really serious. Maybe you should just call it off. I, mean, I don't know if it's safe for you guys to be up there. It might not be. I don't want to hear any bad stories about this yeah. overwhelming briskness that yeah. took out half our podcast team. <laughs> right. It's almost too refreshing up there. Right? right. It's dangerously refreshing. Yeah. If John Tesh and Fabio are having to revive you guys. I don't know who's going to be up there. That's who I assume. We'll have fun up there, Shauna. We're, we're excited that you get to go up there and, and have fun. And, and then when, when Cameron asks, because I'm, I'm sure he will, just tell him that the recording today went fantastic. Such. Tell him there's nothing to worry about. We've got it completely under control. Stay for an extra week. It's yeah. Totally oh, yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so speaking of the great show that we have today, uh, we do. We actually have a really incredible guest coming up later, David Crowder. The Ooh. man, he goes by the name Crowder Heard now. Oh, really? Yeah. Heard of him. So, really? Yeah, this guy, David Crowder, he had a like band. Like all the time? Like all if the, you like hung out with him? He goes by Crowder. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, was, you, I was introduced to him as uh, here in Nashville a couple weeks ago as hey, Crowder. He just dropped single, David single altogether. He has dropped David and band, and he is now Crowder. That's an unusual. Wow. I feel like people usually, if they're going to drop one, they drop the last name. Who I know. Drops their first name. I know. Isn't that interesting? So, yeah. he, so he's got a he's got a brand new solo project out called Neon Steeple, uh, just released last week. And because uh, you know he's doing the solo thing now, the rest of the band went off and they did their thing called the Digital Age, and they've been on the show as well. So we thought only thought, thought it fair to bring on the other part of what was the David Crowder band, Crowder. Yeah. So he's gonna, he's coming up on the show later. So I'm pretty and, uh, pretty excited about yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm pretty stoked too because you guys remember last week um, I brought my special segment about the DC Talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. And yeah. there was a huge response to that in terms of uh, 
people that I assume were talking about it. No of one course. mentioned it to me afterwards. But I've got another special segment today. You do. I do. And um, oh boy, is this one going to be cut as well? <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably. Oh, so okay. My whole introduction of the segment may be cut as well. So <laughs> back to you, Chad. All right. Well, well. The, 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 the beautiful thing is we have no idea uh, when this segment is coming up, Eddie. I'm assuming you're just dropping on us. Bring it on us. I'll know point. when it's the right time. I knew last week, and I'll know this week. Okay. Just feel it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned for all that. All right. Uh, let's do some uh, some entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, June 10th. A few albums for you. First Aid Kit is coming out with Stay Gold. Uh, yeah. The Fresh and Onlys is coming out with House of Spirits. Imogen Heap is coming out with Sparks. Really like her. Uh, it's been a while since we've heard her. I like her. her computer song that she did. That was awesome. Yeah. she's Man, she's so fantastic. And live, she's incredible. She does all the looping things with her voice. And oh, really? Gosh, she's so good. That's good. Yeah, she's um, good and then uh, it's one of Tyler's favorites, Jack White. Is uh, is finally releasing Lazaretto this weekend. So oh, it's really good. It's really week. good. Yeah. You excited about that, Tyler? You know what? I we we got a we got a copy for review, and I guess I should just send uh, send everybody to the website for uh, for the full review. There you go. But uh, I would say, but I loved it. Awesome. I loved it. All right, movies coming out Friday, June thirteenth. How to Train Your Dragon two. Because uh, apparently you didn't learn how to fully train your dragon the first time. How to, tr- how to train two dragons. How to train, train missed two oppor- dragons. Missed opportunity there. How to train your dragon as well. We yeah. loved that one. Did your kids like any of you with kids? Did your kids? We are big into that one. Our kids have not hit movie stage yet. They're like mm-hmm. one, oh, and, sure. yeah. one and two. So we're kind of, but it's going to hit. I thought it was really good. I thought that was a surprisingly good kids movie that that had that had a little something for the 20 somethings as well. I was into nice, it. Nice. Nice. Yep, I agree. If you're not into uh, watching that with your kids, uh, you can also go see 22 Jump Street with Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill, and Ice Cube. Oh. Very very different <laughs> movies coming out this week. So uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. He's, I, I love that guy. <laughs> I think it's great. Fan. Don't we all? I'll go and see it just for him. Just for Ice Cube. So uh, those are your movies. All right. Well, that's going to do it for entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Coming up next, Slices. You're listening to Audio Adrenaline. The song is Free Ride. That's right. I said it's my week. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I'm playing the music that I want. This is the music that I grew up on. From the from the album Bloom, right? That's right. The uh, the 1996 album Bloom. Chad, how, how important was the album Bloom to you? <laughs> it as, was as, a, good, as an impressionable music fan. Really good. 1996. I was 16 years old at the time. I remember it blew your face. I off. remember going to the Christian bookstore and spending 19 of my very hard earned dollars on that Man. album came home unwrapped the packaging put it in my cd player and just cranked it non-stop for it, weeks yeah it didn't leave the cd player for about a year and a half yeah oh my god and basically until uh, you know until the newsboys so the next audio gentleman album yeah came out. right exactly so, so, till take me to your leader came out pretty much yep <laughs> yep are you so, kind of you're just great. mocking him right now right no no, no this happening? is this is incredibly true actually this is exactly the kind of music that i grew up on and that's why I'm playing it this week. I mean, that's why at the beginning of the podcast, you heard DC Talk, of course. They're the best. Love, of, Love is a Verb from the 1992 album, Free at Last. I was 12 years old at that time. 
And uh, that all pretty much shaped who I am today. Are we uh, Are we going to talk about the well, DC mean, Talk thing that happened so, this week? I mean, so they, there was kind of a reunion, but kind of not. I mean... I can't accept that as a reunion. Yeah. No. I, we, have to, we have to set our standards higher. Right. As much as I wanted to, I, I couldn't accept I mean, that. me, you, and Cameron could dress up as Toby, Michael, and Kevin. I mean, I wouldn't say that we should, but no, we could. It. And we could yeah. say, like, hey, DC Talk's reunited and sing a song. But it's just not the same. So It, it was cool to see him singing, at least the two of them. But yeah, I really so miss Toby. And trying. Toby was there. He was there. Wait, two of them? Performed at a venue, and the other one was there and Here, did not here's perform. A, here's yeah, the thing: yeah, yeah. it was at the what the, the uh, Caleb, Caleb Musical or uh, Caleb, mm-hmm. Caleb oh, yeah. Awards. And yeah. so two of them came out um, with Michael and Kevin with a man with who Matthew was a, West who was hosting the show, right? Yeah. And did like a little bit as if it was, and and the guy was dressed what, up. As, what do you mean, like a bit, like a like an SNL like a, type of like skit? A skit? Yes, yes, yes. Sort of, yes kind of like yeah. he was dressed up. I as, would call it more of a human video. He was dressed up as Toby. The host was dressed up as Toby Mac. And they pretended to do like a little fakey DC talk reunion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and it just like do a little song and present. So that was it. That's all. But then Toby Mac was there receiving an award and all that kind of stuff. So, it, so the yes. The Toby Mac Award for Isn't Lifetime. Isn't that kind of weird? It, it is it kind of weird. That's, that feels weird. It kind of says I like s- that Toby's the one that doesn't want the reunion to happen. Totes. I call, I call it drama. Hey, can I ask you a quick question, Shauna, before we get into slices? Uh huh. In the Chicago area, there are a lot of schools <laughs> that are called college prep. Are those like uh-huh. high schools? Uh, I'm not helping you with this. Oh. Cruel, cruel fate, Eddie. You're on your own. Jones College Prep? Uh, Eddie, Eddie, can I suggest you, you, you tweak your, your search methodology <laughs> to, to, to high school uh, arrest, early 90s, <laughs> students wearing palm outfits? <laughs> Put quotes on all of those. <laughs> Put quotes and plus signs between them. For the f- notorious palm girl bandits. Strike again. I realized, though, for the first half of uh, the show when I've been searching about it, I was searching all Shauna Nequist. And, of course, you weren't a Nequist then. Hi- Shauna Hybels has opened up a lot of new opportunities. There you go. <laughs> I'll keep everyone informed. Keep, keep looking. It's, keep looking. But I'm not going to get weird. Just I feel like we're really close to weird. I, I, think, I think that line is... <laughs> <laughs> so I just felt like, real weird. Searching, of a, searching for a picture of me in my high school palm outfit. Yeah. No. Nothing weird there. Nope. Perfectly normal. <laughs> day and Eddie just, just, just a normal dude gotta, doing normal stuff. I got it. <laughs> I got an FBI friend who's helping me out, and they've already mobilized. Uh, all right, it's time for slices. Jesse, what do you got, man? Uh, Eddie's getting dangerously close to to uh, a meeting with Chris Hansen. <laughs> That's not a no K joke. No more of that joke. That's it. I'm closing all of them, all the windows. I'm not searching for. Shut Don't up. worry, I'm on it, Eddie. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Tyler will pick up where I left off. Oh, my goodness. That is so funny. Carry the torch. <laughs> All right. So uh, if, <laughs> this is ironic. Um, if Because I didn't know we were going to have that weird conversation earlier um, about Eddie searching for things online. <laughs> it, it, how many of you guys were on MySpace back in the day? Oh, I totes was. Um, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was not. What? You were not. Weren't you never in a band? Had, Weren't you guys? MySpace. You guys were trying to make it. How did you not have a band MySpace? By the time I got around, it was more. It was more like a Zanga thing. But that was oh. my first foray into, into social media. But anyway, yeah. Well, you don't I have don't to cut. worry about this one affecting you, Tyler. Fortunately, <laughs> thank goodness. Shauna, you uh, said my, my, you, you, Shauna, you said you did or didn't have a MySpace. I did. Yes, I did. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> uh, well, hey, this is good news. Hey, Eddie, this is good news for your for your search, man. Yeah. Uh, because uh, you know, as you may have remembered with their big uh, video ad campaign uh, from uh, late last year, MySpace relaunched. Uh, they were purchased uh, from a group of investors 
uh, among whom was Justin Timberlake and several music personalities. And they yeah. launched with a new kind of feel and, uh, you know, sort of multimedia premise and, you know, kind of a fresh take on social media usability. Well, the relaunch evidently hasn't been going that well. Like it hasn't brought all the MySpace. It hasn't brought MySpace back to its core. <laughs> of course it hasn't. Uh, so it appears that times have gotten desperate. Uh, okay. This week, if you still use the old email address, like your old Angel Fire email address that you used to register for your MySpace account back in the day, you <laughs> might get an email with the subject line, your photos are back. Uh, and uh, if you open it up, it'll actually, in the email, if you let it load, it'll have old, presumably some embarrassing photos of, that you uploaded to MySpace about a decade ago. Wow. And, it, and, and it, the body of the email, <laughs> the body of the email says, the good, the rad, and the what were you thinking? Oh, uh, and it shows some pictures that you once uploaded to their site. Uh, in case uh, anyone's wondering, they have more than 15 billion pictures still in their database that people uploaded wow. when MySpace was still like a thing. Uh, and so they tried the promotional video. They tried the celebrity power of Justin Timberlake. Evidently, none of those things have working because now they're attempting to essentially blackmail users to come back <laughs> and at least register to log in yeah. to delete your old embarrassing <laughs> photos of yourself with frosted tips uh, maybe croc shoes and dramatically bootcut jeans that you uploaded. What uh, a dumb thing! Fifteen years ago, so, I remember being highly stressed about personalizing the profile because yeah. I was really bad. I'm really bad with like design and stuff, and I was always just like, "Oh, this looks so stupid!" And yeah. you know, you'd have to change the border color. Yeah, you're like, "Mine's got to look better." Were you one of those friend. pages, Eddie, that when you navigated to it had like <laughs> fifteen animated gifts? It was like glitter, like three songs autoplayed, yeah, and your browser sort of, just sort of freeze up and crash. Yeah, like uh, like Margaritaville on a MIDI file playing in the background. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> a WWJD, a bedazzled WWJD gif. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine was really gatored out. I think that was the thing. It was all very orange and blue. Was it, it was really? really bright. Did it play like uh, a fight sure. song or anything? Yeah. Did you have a lot of multimedia? <laughs> I had done a lot of cracking so, up so, the code. Some, some uh, DMV, some Dave Matthews band rocking in the background. Frosted <laughs> tips. That was a great reference right there. Yeah. So, some of the most regrettable pictures I've seen it, it's the frosted tips on men era that was rough yeah Seriously. even celebrities from that era totally like, yeah, yeah. It was, like, it was like otherwise extremely handsome people uh the frosted tips are a killer yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and not just extremely uh, uh handsome people extremely fashionable people were made some very regrettable decisions in that era like NSYNC like the coolest oh, yeah. people like Justin definitely Timberlake. the coolest guys ever yeah. is there anybody that's never looked bad like when you look back at it, you're like, that yeah. person has always looked cool. Stamos. I can think of one. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> next you next name, question. Name a bad Stamos era. I dare you. <laughs> it certainly wasn't Full House, and it certainly wasn't you know after Full yeah. House. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't Yogurt era, and it wasn't Full House era. Yeah. So tell me when he was not yeah. cool. That's a really good point. Yogurt era Stamos. Probably my favorite. Greek Greek yogurt era Stamos is my favorite era. Yeah. So, so in light of this, I wanted to ask around the table, are there any, is there anything that any of you have ever done on social media that you now regret or, or are glad that uh, it, you know no longer exists? Like anything I've ever done, like a post or a picture, yeah, or yeah, anything. anything. J- j- just for the sake of conversation and for the sake of you know the idea that these things, even though they may you may have thought they've gone away, uh, can come back to life at any point. Uh, in 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 you know, for example, the MySpace case. Hmm. Well, I have two that come to mind. Um, my brother was dating a truly lovely girl who was significantly younger than I am because I'm older than he is. 
and we would go on vacation together and she would post on her Facebook lots and lots of pictures of us all in our swimsuits. And we are like at that crucial age divide where she can totally post photos of herself in her swimsuit. But I have children and I am an old person and there there is no like women my age would never do that to each other. That's like a thing that we know about. But she's like young and darling. She doesn't know yet that you can't do that. So we had to have a little young bit of a difficult conversation. Did you hack her Facebook page? Hey, I like you. I'm going to need those down by dinner or I'm going to throw one of those We're going to have a real problem. This is not how we do this. Nice. We're going to have a pom-pom era problem. We're going to deal with it like we deal with it on the pom-poms. I actually send the pom-pom girls. I sometimes like when I'm hanging out with like, uh, when we're hanging out with friends, we're going out for a birthday party or something like that. I'm just like, can we all just promise that this is a social media free event? Yeah. Not because there's like anything that I'm ever like, okay, I want to be really dumb and, you know, like, you know, have nobody know. But like, I always just feel embarrassed by that kind of stuff. You know, when I'm drinking that margarita with those two corona bottles hanging out the side right and you, I, that's a private moment and you know i'm just i'm not wearing a shirt at that point <laughs> i'm in the e-zone I'm in the, i gotta get my party on when, when i was like 14 if i had a like always in my pocket a device that not only took video and, and pictures you know because back then it was like the 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 Closest thing we had was like a disposable camera. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, but if I had something that could automatically take video and pictures of all the stupid stuff my friends and I were doing, and not only that, but could instantly upload it to the internet to be there forever, it could be really, really bad. No, really none bad. of us would I, be I, here. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It would be No. That is true. And I wonder if that's a big part. Like, I think about this sometimes too. Like, what's going to happen in 30 years or so? when the first kids that grew up in social media era are trying to become president or something, yeah. or you're yeah. going to be able to find photos from their Facebook page that had them doing dumb things. Is that and is anybody going to be eligible? Yeah. yeah. Because also like dumb things seem way more dumb when you go back and see a picture of it, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's, that's without true. context, right? Like it could be, there yeah. are 12 of us at a dinner party and everyone's having a glass of wine. Right. But if you get the picture a certain way, it looks like I'm holding both a glass and a bottle and I'm drinking both totally by myself. <laughs> right. And right? we've been, and we're all laughing. So it looks like we've been just drinking all night. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. A little, you know, this is a small group event. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. This is I what thought you all left me, left me hanging there. I was no, like, no, no. oh, so none of you guys a small group does that? Okay. No, yeah. Just wondering. Chad and I are in a small group that's together, right. and that's all we do. <laughs> you are in a small group together in real life? Yeah. We really are. Yeah, we actually, I didn't know I didn't, that. I didn't, I didn't that yeah, we that. Just, you two? Yeah, we like. <laughs> it's just the two of us. It's just <laughs> really small. Really yeah, we're, small. We're meeting today, right now. The mic, yeah. We call the mic. Wait, am I in this small group? Is this small group? This is the small group. Yeah, it's really weird. We Skype in a few of our friends from around the country for our small group meetings. It is weird. No, we're all in a real small group together like our families are yeah. in it and yeah the whole thing it's a good time eddie what do you got for your slice man uh, okay so um shauna down south in florida we have something called a hurricane which okay. uh, is just like basically a gigantic storm um okay. hurricanes when they don't kill people are totally awesome uh because you know it's coming and you basically get to get out of school for three or four days um get those remember back in the day you got those cool maps in the newspaper oh that, and you could track them Tracking, so yeah. they would tell you you know it's at this latitude this longitude you would put a little dot and you would as soon as you put cool a new here. dot you'd be like oh boy this is the trajectory um so the you know the storms are named right and right. the the storms are completely randomly named I mean, it's not like they have like a name, random name generator, um, but the the naming organization that does this absolutely just picks names. So it's really interesting because a new study out says that the hurricane naming system taps into a, a kind of an unconscious sexism. 
what has happened is uh, experts looked at the 47 most damaging hurricanes between 1950 and 2012. 1950 is when they started naming. And they found that the hurricanes with female names killed, on average, 45 people. That's how they're judging how dangerous it was, is the number of people that died in the hurricane. So... Hurricanes with female names killed an average of 45 people on average, while those with male names killed an average of 23 people. Wow. So almost half as many people died in hurricanes with male names. Now, can anybody guess why that is? Preparation. People are less likely to run away. That's exactly right. They say that, they yes. say that when they say that there's a psychological thing that happens in people that and and it says, by the way, this is like science. Like this is an actual study that appeared. <laughs> like gender bias. This isn't. This isn't your your. Um, this isn't me getting into, This isn't me getting into <laughs> this trouble. Is like this is me just. Re- this is me reading another thing. <laughs> yeah, it's science. Reading so you know it's true. No doubt. <laughs> Scientists who wrote a paper said one time. Scientists. <laughs> To do science. <laughs> the problem is, I have a copy and pasted the pertinent facts of this, and none of it was any of the source material. So I literally have no idea who the scientist is. But some scientist in a middle school science fair said, "Kiki, I, Kiki, I would assume." Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Okay. So, 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 so you're saying that'd be more effective to just have like gender neutral. Terrifying names like well, fire shark or like yeah. laser burn, hurricane laser burn, or it does sound scarier than hurricane Madeline. Right? Something. They haven't concluded anything other than the fact that you you guys were all right. When someone hears a female name, they are uh, saying that it's not as intimidating and they're not as willing to seek shelter. But when a hurricane with a male's name is coming, people are more timid- intimidated by that. They take the threat more seriously, and so they're really looking at how do we name hurricanes uh, because there is a disproportional uh, number of deaths wow. when the hurricane is male or female. What I thought That's was so interesting, super That's crazy. interesting. Which I've always thought that it's insane that they name hurricanes to begin with. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why isn't yeah. it just a it number? It is such a weird thing, isn't it? It's a really weird thing. It is super strange to me, and I could not find good information on why hurricanes are named. I'm sure people will tweet and educate us on this, but. Uh, and they go through the alphabet, right? They do every year. So they have an then, A through Z. Do mm-hmm. they alternate male female? They should. They or, should. Or what they about will. what about gender neutral names like Jesse? I mean, is, I mean, did I just, <laughs> just bust up your right. sign? the spelling, right? Like if it was an I E, I'd be like, oh, we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what? So what's the is the answer to this too? to bend our will to some subtle misogyny in our culture and start naming hurricanes after intimidating male names. I'm not saying male names. I'm saying intimidating non-gender related names like predator or, or like intimidating female names like Maleficent or something. Yeah, that's true. Uh, That would get, I would run. They couldn't keep me around. They are ratchet hurricane nurse ratchet. See you later. (laughs) I'm going. Uh, Shauna, you're correct. They are alternating uh, male, female. Okay. So this year is really? Ar- Arthur, Bertha, Cristobal, Dolly, Edward, Faye, continuing. Who's going to run away from Can I, can I just say Dolly? right now that Arthur or Edward, I'm not afraid of either. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's really funny. But like, like, I'm just as likely to hide for one of for for what, what, Beatrice or whatever than I am for Arthur or Edward. There's Hur- Hur- Hurricane Bertha. I would clear. I would. I would move to a different country. <laughs> yeah, Hurricane. But Hurricane Kyle. That's kind of tough sounding. Hurricane Laura, Teddy, Vicky, Wilfred. Teddy, 
there's no way I'm afraid of a Hurricane Teddy. <laughs> yeah, that it's, sounds that sounds like kind of playful. I, yeah. yeah, I have a friend named Teddy, and he's a very sweet man. I, I would not be scared if he was coming yeah. over and hanging out at my house. This is a good list that to would look be at. Like an interesting next level conversation is how many of the male names that they choose are sort of imposing sounding names, and oh. like Dolly. Yeah. That's, that's I can the think of female names that are more imposing than Dolly. Yeah, yeah. You know, so is there something the there happening with the naming that the women's names are a little more? Playful or nicknamey? I don't know. It's interesting. That's hmm. a really good point. That is. We used to talk when we were thinking about naming hmm. our children. I feel like it's uh, it's harder to find boys' names because you want them to be you want them to be sort of strong sounding in some way, where the range of women's names can be so many different things. They can be classic or beautiful or sort of uh, whatever. I don't know. It just seems like it's women's names tend toward the nicknamey. Hmm. Mm. More so than that's men. True. That's really true. That's true. I mean, that's something my yeah. wife, my yeah. wife and I have been going through as we've been trying to, you know, land on a name for our little girl that's going to be born here in a few weeks. You know, like we want a name. Your that wife's is, pregnant. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know that. I had no idea, dude. We're in a small group together. <laughs> it's Man, crazy. I, I do not pay. I do not pay attention. <laughs> well, it's just only you two, so it just never just come ne- up. Yeah. Just n- never assume. <laughs> to me, small group starts at noon. <laughs> I see those pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, I yeah. saw some wild Corona Rita pictures. <laughs> yeah. Just you and Chad shirtless. But yeah, no. So we've been totally thinking about that you know like what the name that you give to your child you know and we're we're talking about female names you know you want it to be strong you want we want it to be whimsical we want it to be you know classic but we want to make sure that it's not nicknamey in any way and now thanks to your slice i'm gonna have to go through the list of hurricanes and make sure that she's not on the list yeah bertha's off yeah bertha forget that (laughs) that's really we yeah our thing with girls names was they had to work for a little girl but also if she is a high-powered lawyer yep that's exactly that's what's tricky if she's gonna be a uh like a business leader or if she's gonna be an artist Right, like, it's got to work for both. What's a name that doesn't work for a high-powered la- lawyer? Shauna, uh, I, I think your like. name works. Shauna would be a great high-powered lawyer. Uh, I guess it's because mm-hmm. I could see you as a lawyer. You bring, so you bring juries you, to their knees. Yeah, people are so terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Objection, Your Honor. Sustain, Shauna. <laughs> Thank you, Shauna. Okay. What do you got for a slice? Okay, so I so I stumbled <laughs> upon this slice, and I had one thought about it. And then I sent it to Chad and he said the exact same thing. Exactly. Which is, this is basically a slice made for Jesse. Yep. This is oh, right I'm, up Jesse's as alley. As soon as I read this slice, Jesse, I was like, I can't believe Jesse hasn't already sent me this slice. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat right now. I feel like maybe Jesse wrote it, posted it on the <laughs> internet, and, and, and somehow got me to find it. It's so Jesse. So, uh, a woman in Pittsburgh is nursing a black eye and cuts and bruises. Because she oh. was dive bombed by a hawk while she was washing her car. <laughs> no way. Wow. She was washing her car outside on a Saturday when a red tailed hawk flew at her head and knocked her unconscious. Oh my. She felt God. like being hit by a baseball bat. Wow. That's serious business. Is the hawk still on the loose? Is the <laughs> yes, hawk okay? This is interesting. So she was taken to the hospital. Treated for a badly bruised eye, several cuts, bumps on her head. And the, these two hawks had moved into a two-foot-wide nest Dang. in a tall pine tree b- behind her house this spring. And now there's a full nest of hatchlings. But because of the attacks, the uh, Pennsylvania Game Commission said they're looking to relocate the nest. So you, you said she had a bruised eye? A badly bruised eye, several cuts, and bumps on her head. She was knocked unconscious. That's the scariest part for me is that the hawk dive bombed and went right for the eye. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. surprised she still has an eyeball. That's the first thing I thought of. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. How come nothing cool ever happens to me? Yeah. 
is the hawk? I just want once want to get dive bombed by a hawk. Yeah, the hawk was okay. I watch my car all the time, just waiting. Yeah, the hawk was totally fine, but is getting evicted. So bad move, dude. That's yeah, seriously. good thing it can fly and don't even. Also, let's talk for a second about a two foot wide hawk's nest. That's huge. Yeah, that's Massive. a big, big hawk's nest. That's a nice hawk's nest. They must live in a nice that's neighborhood. Where did yeah. you Where did you say this was, Shauna? This, this is story? Pittsburgh. This is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. How do they get through the winter up there? How does a hawk survive when it's that cold? When When God's <laughs> turned the AC up that hot, <laughs> turns on the air conditioning. <laughs> 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 oh my, Jesse! Gosh. What would you do if you saw a hawk flying to- right towards you? What would you do? Well, am I armed with car wash material? Yes. You have a sponge, you have a bucket, and you have a hose with a sprayer on it. Well, that's easy. I put the bucket on my head for protection. <laughs> Done. And uh, just just take my beating. Yeah, and then try to capture the hawk and begin well, training you it. it. You wouldn't you try spray, to spray it. Yeah, you wouldn't try to spray it away? Well, I have the bucket on my head, so I'm just spraying blindly at that point. <laughs> but but honestly, it, it's better than not spraying at all, I guess. But if Noah's out there with you, you could also like use Noah as kind of a deflection. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> no, that's like a solid parenting move. Because <laughs> <laughs> Noah's yeah, maybe tough. find a way to befriend the hawk. Just go ahead and sit next to him. Visit his two-foot-wide nest and sit up there. Learn about Learn about his ways and enter into kind of a co-parenting sort of situation. <laughs> between between Jesse and the hawk. Yeah, we st- I would start my own small group with this hawk. Yeah, where you we guys just, would... I would just go up there with a couple of bottles of wine and take pictures for Instagram. It would be so fun. <laughs> hey, Shauna, I was pretty, um, I wouldn't say angry. I would say more, more. yeah, I was burning with anger. With The other day, you asked for suggestions for like, I don't know, you had to have lunch or something and you wanted yeah. to know if you want people wanted to eat for lunch <laughs> or something. I don't remember the whole yes, setup. Yes. I think it was more elaborate than that. And I gave you probably the best suggestion in the world. And you ended up making something that had like, you know. I don't know figs and special cheeses and whatever. Can I just say, Shauna, that that I that is the reason I never ask for like a waiter suggestion at a restaurant, <laughs> right? Because inevitably they're gonna like it'll be like oh, I, I really don't know. This is a really big menu. Tell you what, what what, you, what do you like, waiter? And they're like, I'll tell you the my favorite thing on the on this menu is yeah. the shepherd's pie. And the moment it they is say the it. best thing we make. And you're and they look at you and you're like. You just mentioned the only thing on the menu I absolutely would never yeah, order. So. Exactly. They all yeah. they, they find the thing that I don't want or I'm allergic to. Yeah. They're like, guess what? That's yeah. why you never ask because inevitably whatever they say you're not going to want. I just had this the other night where I went in and I knew kind of what I wanted, but I didn't know the menu well. And so I asked him, hey, what do you think about this? And he completely steered me away from it, like completely. And I got it anyway, and it was terrible. <sighs> And so yeah. now I've learned my lesson. Like I will listen. You are wow. an expert, my friend. And if you say no, I'm gonna I'm gonna the opposite direction. You know because what? Eddie, Eddie, I, I was, we're having a, a lunch. Well, let's just be honest. It's a meeting. But if it's a meeting and I'm making lunch, I prefer to refer to it as a lunch party um, huh. because I don't really pay attention to the meeting part of it. I just pay attention to the lunch part of it, yeah. and I call it a party. So That's smart. Um, so we're having lunch party for twelve people, and I asked people what I should make. Right. And Eddie said I should bring a huge bucket of hot pockets. <laughs> An amazing, of course. amazing suggestion. <laughs> Such a good idea. Very right? mature. Yeah. Now, because yeah. I don't know what kind of meeting it is, but I'm pretty sure if there's a dude at that meeting, they're going to be pretty pumped up. I by was that saying moment. you're not going to get very many complaints. I can absolutely guarantee that. Yeah, they're like hot pockets, the best. Oh, sweet. They're still in the little wrapper. Thanks, you Shana. have forks and knives. <laughs> <laughs> no, why do we even need them? That doesn't even make sense. We're Thanks, not Shana. Philistines and living in the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> we have access to the utensils. 
crystals that prevent us from being burned and getting stuff on our clothes. Oh, but good thing it already has a wrapper. Thanks, Shauna. This wrapper never works right. I'm always burned. Oh, man. Shauna for high-powered lawyer. <laughs> I did go a slightly different direction, but I, I was very amused. Special cheeses and Thank stuff you. is what you did. Yeah, that was, seemed really good. Still in a bucket? Hey, Shauna, I have a co- uh, cooking question. Last night in a recipe, I needed fresh uh, minced ginger. How do you do yeah. that? Because I tried to mince it in a garlic thing, and it just exploded. Um, what are you using it for? I was using it for like the base for an Asian kind of sauce. This is so it gets all... cooked into a sauce? Yes, ma'am. Um, I would use a microplane zester. Do you have one of those? Oh, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> microplane <laughs> zester? That's the... Ginger is hard to mince. Uh, um, yes. It's sort of stringy. Yes, and, it is. But if you get a little microplane zester... Uh, you can use that for cheeses and citrus, and then also for your ginger. Holy smokes! A micro plain zester. It's like it looks like a a long sort of wand that's perforated and and will cut you really badly. And you like whisk your ginger or oh, your I've lime seen this. or something along it. I've seen these things. This is what you would use on the outside of a lemon to get like a lemon yes, zest. Exactly. Okay, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that if there was a hurricane called microplane <laughs> zester, I would get out of town. Everybody <laughs> would get out of the way. Um, the freeze, the, peel the ginger first, then put it in the freezer, then do it. And it, 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 the fact that it's a little harder makes it easier to, to um, grate. Wow. Oh, there you, you go. Know. There you go, Gosh. people. That was really. We've never had cooking tips on the on a, a segment really of thorough. slices like that before. Can we do? Can we do that? Like Shauna's cooking corner, where every week I think we, we get some sort. Yeah. Of, I think we might have a new I, segment. I guys. feel the. I feel like the spirit of Cameron right now telling me to stop asking this question. <laughs> <these questions. laughs> I feel him wrapping me up. All right. Well, yeah. there you have it for uh, Shauna's cooking tips and slices. This we learned week. a lot. We did we? learn a lot. Very informative this week. Stay tuned. Coming up next, Crowder. You're listening to the news, boys. The song is Breakfast. Um, I don't know about the theology of that song, but it's got a catchy beat, so I decided I'd play it. It's from the 1996 album Take Me to Your Leader. It takes me way back. My goodness. Well, this week our interview segment is brought to you by our favorite delicious smarter snacking company, Nature Box. With snacks that you can feel good about, Nature Box is a subscription service that offers the ability to discover and enjoy delicious and nutritious snacks on a monthly basis. Rather than picking up something while out at the grocery store, have your smart snacks conveniently sent right to your door at home or to your office. Yeah, we get them here. We absolutely love them. Uh, Dried fruits, whole wheat fig bars, all kinds of granola, savory, sweet, anything you want. They're all snacks that you can feel good about. Go to naturebox.com slash relevant, naturebox.com slash relevant, to get not 10, not 20, but 50% off your first box. Trust me, you guys are going to want to do this. We're big fans. Nature Box. It's time to get snacks that you can feel good about. Go to naturebox.com slash relevant. Get 50% off your first box. Well, David Crowder is a singer-songwriter, musician, and worship leader from Waco, Texas. He's probably best known as the front man for the David Crowder Band, which had a nice run and released a handful of albums and EPs from 1996 to 2013. The band garnered nine Dove Awards, 22 Dove nominations, and two Grammy nominations. 
But last year, David Crowder decided to do his own thing and began his solo career going by the name Crowder. Well, last week, he released his first solo album. It's called Neon Steeple, and he's going to begin touring the album later this fall. The album is a collection of songs and sounds looking forward to the past and counting the present as sacred. Highlighting Crowder's knack for innovative songwriting, Neon Steeple is both a critique and a hope. It's a great album. I think you should definitely check it out. Our very own Tyler Huckabee recently caught up with David. Here's our spotlight on Crowder. There's a sun coming up in my soul, Lord, in my soul. There's a sun coming up in my soul, Lord, in my soul. I see the been doing this for a for a long time now does it ever like how does releasing an album now feel different than it might have felt uh, earlier on in your career <laughs> well honestly this one feels way different um i guess it's it has to do more with the it's it's all my fault <laughs> <laughs> this time there's nobody to blame but myself um so you know i i feel like uh it's it's like anything that you create you know or a project that you're working on when you get to the, the moment where uh, the reveal happens and people get to participate in it is yeah. it's both exciting and terrifying, you know, like, man, this thing that's been pumping in my chest, I hope it connects in a way that is meaningful and, and you know, we're fragile people. And so you're hoping that you did something good that, that's going to be a thing that's useful and, and uh, stirs the heart, uh, but you don't know because you're so close to it till it gets out and about to find out what kind of legs it has. And, and uh, so that's, that's, that's part of the fun of it too, though, you know. about in terms of just your your overall aims obviously you're trying to connect with people obviously you're trying to to inspire and motivate people but do you feel like your your goals as a musician and an artist are different now than they were uh even with your previous band or or even just a a few years ago well for for me this one the challenge of this one was um once i knew i was going for the 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 sound that was inside of me it it was can i get can i get my insides outside and as i said as i said in a pretty joking way it it was it's actually very truthful that I, i i just have to i just have to get out what's in me rather than can we as a collective get out what's among us and the community is inherent in the individual um, but now, as, as the creator of this work, you're 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 responsible for all of uh, the articulations of what's rattling in your chest, and you know. And so there there's something that's really um, exciting and fun that I hadn't experienced before regarding music. And and so the challenge was, can I get the sound out, uh, the content, and the the purpose of the music? That foundation had didn't shift that much. I think the the lyrical content, maybe the word selections are, are 
more in, in, in tune with the type of music that it is, given that it, it has, you know, banjos and fiddle. I feel like the, the, some of the words are, are colloquial to that, to that instrumentation. Um, but but the, the intent and the, the usefulness and the utility of, of the music is exactly the same. You know, it's, it's, it's existing to be among people, to help them say things out loud to God, you know, and, and uh, so that part was the easy part. The, 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 the harder part was, can the music reflect my interior in a really authentic way, given that it was a combination of, of very um, folk instruments and uh, the future, <laughs> technology, quite a bit of technology, computer based. Uh, uh, so it was a, it was a interesting marriage that I was nervous whether or not we could, we could pull it off. And I, I man, I, that's why I can't wait for people to hear it. Cause I, it feels like my insides got outside of me and that that's the best feeling in the world when you're trying to, trying to create something that, that is, is challenging. And, and you look back and think, man, I, okay, I did what I was hoping to do and, and we'll see what happens. So lay down your Some of the more old school ones, and I'm, I'm thinking of Jack White in particular, but there's more than just him, who are really skeptical of some of the, the future of instrumentation and music because they just don't think, you, they feel like that you lose a human element when you start introducing the bleep bloops and all of that. That's the challenge you're talking about. How did you overcome it, or, or what sort of challenges did you face, and do you think you got, over, got through them? Man, it may be, because uh, I love those conversations. I really do. Like, that's, man, that's half of the fun about being a creator is is, <laughs> is talking about it. I felt like folk music um, is, is, is perfectly analogous to what we do on a Sunday morning in church. Because you've got, you know, folk music is you're sitting around, you know, around the dinner table. And then you wind up on the porch and everybody just grabs what's near them and you start making music for no commercial end. It's just we as humans have music in us and, and it's an extension of who we are. It, it pulls its stuff that it, when you sing, there's something that, that you become more fully human. But then you have this whole thing that's, that's uh, perhaps a bit uh, scary for Jack White and, and, and in your words, the old school folks is you've got this EDM thing blowing up and taking planet and it's undeniable that the largest gatherings we've got going on in terms of, of, of music is centered around a dude basically hitting play on a computer you know? and, yeah and he's by himself for the most part when he makes this music so he's isolated from community while he's making this which is very different than than you know prior to recorded music you could not make music alone you had to have community to begin with and then and you would go to the theater and listen to you know a beautifully orchestrated piece and and that that moment would never exist again in the history of humanity because it was gone and it was in the air the molecules moved right. it's over then we get to record it and now we get to 
that same moment could be captured and you could be sitting on a subway in New York City by yourself, completely isolated with your little earbuds, and you get to partake of this communal thing as an individual separated from the you know the rest of your community. That's more complicated. And then it gets even more complicated when the individual composer can be separated from music or from community to begin with and then make a thing that's that's consumed by an individual by himself on a subway in New York. And so you have two individuals outside community. But then what's amazing, that music that's made alone in some dude's, you know, apartment or basement is is now in the middle of a field in in Ibiza or you know outdoors in, in Las Vegas and and the whole point of that music is community because all they're trying the reason the great DJs are great DJs is because they put their finger on the pulse of the human and start making everybody start breathing the same thing and it's more about that collective experience than it is about even the song that just got played you know yeah. um, and so what I was wanting to do was was hold what you're describing I, I wanted it to be an, an, an embrace and a critique about where we are in our present tense that we are isolated from each other and so there's no we can't be ignorant of the fact that that computers dominate the way we interact with each other not just musically but the way we keep up with friends and the way we feel like we're in real life relationship with people and we haven't seen them in 10 years you know but hey we know that their kid won the t-ball tournament last night you know <laughs> and so we feel that we feel that uh, proximity that that's really an illusion in a sense and so i thought i could I can do a lot with just the marriage of these two uh, entities with with a thing that could sit on a front porch without having to plug in and even use electricity, just wood and steel, and a thing that's just ones and zeros. So I wanted to hold the present tense in a really respectful, delicate way, and then at the same time look to our past to, to learn a lot about how we interact with each other and at the same time lean forward thinking how can we move ahead and and do relationship well and love our neighbors and follow Jesus in a way that exists in 2015. this new album there's going to be people, when people listen to it people hear it what would you hope the takeaway is you, you said it, it your mission hasn't changed much but and you don't want to i understand as an artist put too many parameters on what people feel or don't feel but if there was sort of a an idea that when people come to your shows or listen to neon steeple what do you hope they leave thinking about man well it's it's rather simple and it's this story that that we're all trying to tell over and over and the way we set it around the, the the church i'm a part of is is that the story god doesn't come along and and enter to make bad people good but it it, it it's, its whole intent is to make dead people alive and that changes everything when you're not starting from a morality point or that's not your starting point you realize that grace is, is, is extensive enough to embrace 
all of us. And no matter where you have been, no matter what you've done, that there there is room in the embrace of God. And that that that's the whole record, man. It's this longing for belonging and home and and acceptance. And that's that's actually the story. And so that's that's what I hope that I hope that's what they get, because that's what we tried to communicate for sure. That was Crowder. Be sure to check out his new album. It's called Neon Steeple. You can find out more at CrowderMusic.com or follow him on Twitter at Crowder Music. You're listening to Delirious. The song is Deeper. It's from, uh, you guys remember this one? The 1997 album King of Fools. Yeah, it'll be on the probably on the drop this week. <laughs> a, a lot of guitar pedal in that album. A lot of guitar. A lot of edge-infused tones. A lot, a lot tones. of line six work. Yeah, it was it was some good stuff back there. So, now, was uh, this when they were still doing the question mark at the end of their name? Because that was, I don't know if that was their entire Delirious? Time. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> it was kind of one of those things. Right. So, uh, so that's a that, that's a that's a great album. It's just fun. It's fun playing some of those old songs. Today. All right, it's time this. for my. Sorry. To, it, oh, it's time for your segment. It felt like that was the right oh, timing. Okay. All okay. right. Here's my. Uh, it's time very... for my special segment. This segment is called. Um, let's call. Uh, uh, let's call Chad's mom and talk to him <laughs> about his past. You're kidding. What? <laughs> How did? Hello. Hi, Mrs. Michael Savely. <laughs> Yes. Hi, <laughs> this is Eddie Koffeltz, uh from the Relevant Podcast. I am. You are actually on a podcast that you've listened to. Yes. Yes, okay. I have. And I want to introduce you to my friends real quick. Uh, one okay. of them is Chad Michael Snavely. He's hosting. What is going on? That's Chad. That's Chad. And then Hi, there's Sean and Equist. Hi. Yep. This Hello. is this is Chad's mom. And then there's Jesse Carey. You have a very lovely son. Oh yeah, my god. He sure does. And then Tyler. Uh, hi, 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 Mrs. Michael Snavely. <laughs> Mrs. Michael Snavely. Um, what, is, what is happening right now? We're honored to have you on the show, and we just wanted to spend some time hearing a little bit about Chad, because Chad is having a big day today. He's hosting the show, <laughs> and uh, we're, all, we're all really proud of him, and I uh, just wanted to ask you about Chad. First of all, oh my goodness. Chad is a very handsome adult. Oh. Please. I think. Um, was he a good-looking little baby, or was he kind of crazy-looking? Well, he was a very good-looking baby with a head full of hair, if you can imagine oh, that. I can't. Oh, my goodness. I can't. I can't imagine. What happened to that? Well, I tell you, at two months old, he had to have a haircut because he had so much hair. Oh, did he really? Now, was it a beard as well, or is it just regular uh, hair? Not quite. <laughs> now, um, we have had an opportunity here with Chad um, oh, to goodness. to Guys. hear about some of his musical prowess. And um, now, Chad is a very musical man. Was he a musical kid? Very. 
he um, would turn any toy or even French fries into microphones and sing with them. As a, Even before he was two years old, he was doing that. Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe this is happening right now. Um, so- to the point, actually, in Sunday school where the teacher would have to take away, um, hide, actually, the um, yellow cylinder blocks because Chad would walk in and start using them as microphones and singing and getting everybody hyper. Um, <laughs> Chad, you were a real diva as a teacher. I, I was a diva. Chad I was, was a diva. Chad was the real hype man. Um, oh now goodness. we know that Chad uh, was in. He did. He was pretty active in musical theater. Um, no. Now Chad, no. I've heard was in a Christmas production. And can you tell us a little bit about this Christmas production, specifically the one where he played the character of Sparkle? Stop! What? How do you know this, Eddie? <laughs> what have you been what doing you, behind my back? Um, Chad, Chad was Sparkle. Yes, he was, and he um, <laughs> had a main role as. Sparkle and the adult angel were stu- stood off to the side of the stage, and they kind of were looking at what was going on down on Christmas night, and um, so they were kind of narrating it. Chad also had a solo piece no. in that. Oh, like and, singing? Um, so no, you get to hear him sing. No, Interesting. Let's there, roll that clip. No, no, no. I just don't get it, Ariel. I'm so confused. That's what is happening? That's actually Sparkle, Chad. you're always confused. Yeah, that's You the haven't adult. been here long enough, my little friend. I don't believe I've worked with a lot of beginners <laughs> before, but never <laughs> one with so many questions. Yeah, no, that's an actual man. What's the matter this that time? Isn't Chad's I heard what school. you said to those shepherds about a savior. And all the big angels seem so happy. But what are we celebrating? No. This is actually No, stop this, Eddie. What is the reason for the celebration? <laughs> Why are we singing out with all our minds? How did you I find this? God literally gave it to me. Blinded by the light. I had a pretty good voice, right? Yeah. How old were you oh, in this recording? Fourteen. No, shut up. <laughs> Tell me what's happening to uh. Oh, it's darling. Isn't that so? You were angelic. I thank you, thank you. I don't know what like. Four, you had a five. halo on your head as well, Chad. Oh my! <laughs> Tell goodness. me about his outfit, Mrs. Michael Snape. <laughs> yeah, it was a white gown that he had on. Of course, and he, um, of course. He had this halo on that had star on it, and he was holding a star and a stick as well. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what an incredible talent he is. <laughs> you. So as he got older, I'm never going to speak to any of you again. That was powerful, Chad. It, it really was. I've yeah. been weeping. Thank um, you. Did you ever? Did you ever find out? What was going on? No, I um, I still actually, you'll notice, I still start most sentences like that. I'm, I'm so confused. What's going on, What's guys? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> um, and so Chad obviously is a professional Christian podcaster now. Um, so he's made it. And I say that he, lightly. <laughs> right, it's a big deal. After today. So uh, now has he always had an interest in radio or is this something he just developed as an adult? Tell me about that history, Mrs. Anything, honestly, that has to do with the microphone Chad was interested in. So that would also mean he had access to um, my, uh, a radio station because that's where my husband works. Oh. And so he would go in and uh, when my husband would be doing some work in another room and Rick would put him in the production room and let him have fun. Interesting. <laughs> Let's roll that clip. Oh, stop it. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to introduce Joy to the world. This is Chad. <laughs> I remember this. How did you find this? <laughs> this is just the part where I you... I love your, you. Were, it was a very straightforward delivery. Yeah, thank you. It was a praise with Joy to the world. 
This is all Christmas music to all us people <laughs> listening to Joy to the World. I like how I just talk throughout the song. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hold on, there's too much music. This is good Christian music and it's Christmas. <laughs> Don't forget to buy a Christmas tree. <laughs> oh my god. That's gosh. a helpful reminder. Thank you. <laughs> this is good Christian music. It's like, if you hadn't have said that, I would be so proud of the joy to the world, yeah. I may have neglected to purchase the Christmas tree. And I'm just here to tape some stuff. And it's going to be nice that I could be here and do some stuff with you because it's really fun <laughs> that I could do it. And I just love doing all this stuff because it's really fun. And I just love doing this. It's all me together. This was Joy to the World with the Praise stream. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then they just kept... Listen. <laughs> listen. Listen. Don't listen. This is It's, it's very stream of conscience. All different kind of trumpets, trombones, <laughs> guitars, and drums, things like that. That makes all that music. Joy, they're playing Joy to the World with my favorite song. <laughs> and I love this song, uh, and I don't, hope you do too. Don't anybody say a Thank word. Listen. You. Have a nice day. Play to the world with price drinks. Daddy, how do you turn it off? <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironically how he ends every podcast. Yeah, that's, that's that's his conversation with Cameron. After. Yeah, <laughs> make it stop. Oh, oh my goodness, oh. Mrs. Michael Snavely, that how, must bring back some memories. Oh. It does. Uh, it's priceless. Such <laughs> Don't ever throw anything out. <laughs> um, well, that was it. Um, Chad's mom, thank you so much for joining us. Mom, yeah, thank you. we hope you come back every single no, week. No, 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 <laughs> oh, no. No, we don't. Magical. I think we've got a new segment right here. Yeah. Afraid I'll share some more, Chad? Uh, uh, yeah. What else would you think about sharing? Just if we were off the <laughs> nope. cuff, just thinking about <laughs> stuff to nope. share. Nope, nope, Well, that was uh, time with Chad Michael Snavely's mom. Uh, thank you, Mrs. <laughs> Michael Snavely. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you, I'm sure, next week. Thanks. That was Th- a lot of fun. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, Mrs. Bye, Michael Bye. Bye. Oh, wow. I do not know what just happened. Eddie, what a gift. Well, we have been we have been broken. I am, <laughs> I was praising the Lord and grateful for Chad. So there's that. Well, that trumps whatever else I had planned on this show. So uh, next up, <laughs> talk to my any, mom. You have any big ideas for us of the show there, Sparkle? <laughs> just some good Christian music. I'm just going to go ahead and play some more good Christian music. <laughs> With the trombone, <laughs> the trumpet. Uh, trumpet. You were like the James music. Joyce of young radio DJs. Just, just stream of consciousness. <laughs> James Joyce. Well, like, like, whatever was popping in your head was just coming right oh, out. My trumpets, and don't forget to it. don't forget to buy your Christmas trees. Uh, <laughs> I was, yeah. Little did I know. Apparently, uh, that DJs don't just talk their way through songs. <laughs> tell you what's happening. Yeah. He's, anyhow, here's what's going on now. Oh, now there's trumpets. In case you, in case oh, you some goodness. for some reason can't hear the music that's playing directly <laughs> beneath my voice, <laughs> it's joy to the world with lots of guitars and drums. I am never going to host this show again because uh, just when I think it's my show and I can do whatever I want, you go behind my back and get my mom on the show. So well, we love your mom. Thanks for that, Eddie. All right. All right, guys. Uh, stay tuned. Coming up next. Well, I don't know what's coming up next, but I'm going to try to do feedback. <laughs> Some good Christian music, I would say. <laughs> Thank Lord. We ain't got no place to go. Let's go to the punk rock show. Darling, take me by the hand. Gonna see a punk rock band. There's no yes and TV shows. 
radio, rodeo Wanna get into the crowd Wanna hit Blade real loud We ain't got no place to go So let us do the fun show Darling, take me by the hand We're gonna cheer for our band Those who use the TV shows Radio, rodeo I wanna get into the crowd I wanna hit Blade real loud you are listening to MXPX. Yes. Yes. The song is Thank the song God. is punk rock show. That is spelled P U N K R A W K. That's a, that is a teenage politics now that you could rock all day long. Man, that thing to was this great. day. 1995, that, guys. That album that's came some out. That's good Christian music for you. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the trumpets. So good. Yeah, I don't think there were too many trumpets in the uh, in the, the teenage politics album. Or MXPX in general. Um, all right, well, it is time for your feedback. Last week, we asked you if you could have any item of relevant podcast merchandise, what would it be? You went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You went over to our Facebook page and you posted some of your replies. And uh, here's some of our favorites. Hannah on the episode page said, obviously, we need podcast braided knives and glamping equipment. Oh, Obvi. No, I don't know how much equipment is involved in glamping, or at least equipment you have to bring. No, probably just I mean, like firewood for the what is that? The comfort home or <laughs> maybe uh, assuming, assuming like the the gas powered propane fire be, yeah, isn't working. Be just yeah, you really jammies. just need like you know your flip flops. That's all. That's all. Your, your That's phone all. They charger. provide everything else. Yeah, There's like yeah. ro- oh, robes in the room. It's fancy. Yeah, just yeah. For, don't forget your laptop charger. That's that's all. <laughs> uh, David on the uh, podcast episode page says he wants Harry's monogram razors for all members of the order, but uh, only three letters are necessary: B O W. Nice, I like uh, that. The that's, uh, I like that. That's good. I, now Jeanette Callow had an idea, and Jesse, I think this originated with you. The T-shirt with the water skiing squirrel and the slaughterhouse five quote: "Everything was beautiful and nothing hurt at the bottom." <laughs> that's that's correct, uh, uh, but it would also have his birth and death dates. So, uh, <laughs> 1992 to 1995. <laughs> it was a beautiful life. <laughs> Daniel Arms on uh, Twitter at Guitar Armsy uh, said, "I think you need relevant branded slide whistles." That's interesting. <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty good. Idea. I don't know if the company that Cameron is going through has the ability to create slide whistles, but uh, I've got to imagine. I like do. that. Yeah, I like that. That's a good uh, one. Derek on the website wants uh, several different messages printed on T-shirts, and one of them he wants is a list of things Cameron hates. Oh, I love <laughs> I that. Funny. I love that. Maybe one T-shirt with all the things Cameron hates. Just get out of the way. It'd be a pretty good sized T-shirt, though. It'd be very. It'd be like a, a, a T-shirt dress. I think that would be on the floor. <laughs> a, a night shirt, as we. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> night shirt. A, a, a night shirt with all the things Cameron hates on it might be the first official. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know a lot of these online T-shirts, T-shirt sales, night shirts are their big sellers. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I, I can only see us making money with. Or, of course. Place, place the big order they'll let us try. right oh we definitely will uh chad what, what do you have to do to make joel's suggestion happen of a, a relevant studio vinyl album oh you know that's oh, okay. that's interesting we've actually talked about that there are a lot of hoops that we would have to jump through of course to get the the artist to allow us to you know put their their song on vinyl and stuff but that is definitely something we've talked about and it might happen at some point in the future so great suggestion there uh cassie uh, goes with a deep cut going way back would like to see the shegle sh- uh shirt like a, a Sheagle t-shirt. If you remember, the Sheagle is a shark eagle that terrorizes both land and sea, <laughs> which should be evident. Of course. So especially if you're washing your car, you're going to look at it. <laughs> Derek Cormell at D Cormell on Twitter said, all I want is an iPhone case with the Jesse Carey ca- catchphrase, hello, hello. 
Hello, hello. That's pretty good. That's a great one. I like that There's one. There's a lot of those. A lot of people are excited about Jesse's catchphrase. I've, yeah. I've, I've actually just let you and Cameron know I've copyrighted that. So uh, <laughs> okay. those are all. Th- so as long as I get royalties. Sure. I was so in my head like the first month about trying to come up with like a good way to like welcome people to the show. And now I've just given up. And it's just like this weird mumbling. Oh, hey, what's what's up? <laughs> hey, here I am. I'm on a microphone. Hey, Eddie cool. here. <laughs> I didn't know that it was supposed to be a thing. And well, then it's I, not. It it's turned just... into a thing. And now even at 2.30 in the afternoon, I say, good morning. Like that, like that makes sense. It's yeah. like liturgy. It just feels like the way we get things rolling. Yeah, mine came to me in a dream. A lot like liturgy. It is just basically exactly like that. If I understand <laughs> liturgy correctly, I think you do. <laughs> well, yeah, if I'm understanding you guys correctly, you guys are talking about having a talking animal bring them to you in dreams, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I... <laughs> some sort of spirit guide animal. There's I... a little angel named Sparkle. Yeah, oh, I oh. have a, a young. Chad Michael Snavely holding a star in one hand. <laughs> he tells me what to say on the podcast. My, one of my favorite ones, my favorite suggestions was Tissel, T-Y-S-S-U-L. He's, he named literally the only thing that you actually can buy, which was really funny to me. It may be basic, but I'd like a relevant podcast mug that I'll drink every week listening to your show. <laughs> it's the only thing you've been able to buy for the podcast for years. And he totally, you can just go to the relevant oh, store. Yeah, you imagine a podcast yeah mug. i think it says this is his lucky day i think it says i am the 10 percent, right no it says uh i don't know what's happening but i like but it. i like it but i think we have another i think we have two actually oh, i think we wow. have yeah. maybe we there's sl- another one yeah yeah that says i am the 10 percent for all the people that yeah. were subscribers and stuff so let's, let's just send him one make Pe- his day people hold on <laughs> people hold on to that stuff though did you see they the do. guy that was is moving to africa and he was like hey should i take my poster with me he totally and i well i mean the obvious answer is yes obvi yeah I mean, when you it's meet limited edition, when you, dude. yeah, when you meet people in Africa, you want to be able to whip out that relevant podcast. And I poster. can guarantee you, the Sears Portrait Studio where we had that made does not maintain digital archives. <laughs> no, and people, I'm sure, in Africa, Africa listen to our show. Oh, totally. Uh, totally. So Andrea had some uh, good additional T-shirt ideas. Okay, uh, here's one uh, um, from you, Eddie, and Austin Martinsworth. <laughs> it would just say these things. Uh, top of the dome. Yeah. Good. Uh, I avoid huge ships. Sure. The banana slicer saved my life. <laughs> what did you do before slices? Nice. Uh, and candy lock, uh, candy talk, and any logo with a falcon, jungle bird, or a Kia monkey. That's good. Uh, I, love, yep. I love that. That's, I would wear any of those. We won't do better than that. Well, Shauna has to step out. She's got to run to uh, to Bob Goff's Tickle Shack. Shauna, have a great time. Thank you. See you later, guys. We'll see you Bye, next Shana. week. See you, Shauna. Have fun. Bye. Bye. All right. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay. Well, uh, you know, since I'm hosting the show this week, obviously Cameron is is not here. Uh, we told you that he is up hanging out with Bob Goff, and Shauna is going to be joining him and a, and a group of other wonderful people. Uh, we assume Jungle Bird will be there as well as the entire 90s Chicago Bulls franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> the you Detroit know, Pistons don't even get to no, no. Bill Lambert. Is that the question of the week? Yeah. Who, what famous people? Are at Bob Goff's tickle shack. Yeah, where, where, and if not, where are they? Yeah, where in life is Scotty Pippen right now? Seriously, has anyone seen Scotty Pippen? But you know, they're probably sitting around over a fire, just hanging out, sharing stories, sharing some advice. But Bob Goff is a as we as we've learned from previous episodes with his uh, uh, relationship with with Cameron. Always gives great advice. Great whether advice. It's the hiding yeah. letters. He's he's a, he's a great advice giver. He is yeah. a great, one, probably one of the best. Uh, and so, anyways, uh, you know, I have tabletop. I'm sitting in Cameron's chair. I have tabletop topics uh, sitting in front of me. So I just randomly picked a card. This is what it said. And this is going to be our question of the week. What's the best and worst advice you've ever received? Oh, that's great. 
What's the best and worst advice you've ever received? Anything? Anything come to your come to your mind, guys? Uh, uh, yeah, off the top of your hand. Yeah, be in a Christmas play and be sparkle. Best advice you've ever received? <laughs> no, I think that was the worst. <laughs> I didn't realize it, but it was going to take thirty years to come back and haunt me. So around the table, what's what's the best and worst advice? I mean, uh, lift with your back. I regret taking that advice. Right? <laughs> uh, I think people, when, a, they, when they respond to this, they should say, like, why it was either great or bad advice. Mm-hmm. If it was bad advice, did you take the advice and did something happen? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know no. best advice. Okay. Best advice I ever got was at our on our wedding day. Our pastor, you know, during the homily, and I, you know, normally you're, like, halfway paying attention to that thing because right. you're up there and you're so nervous. But he said, uh, he said to Brienne, he's like, your job is to outserve your husband. And then he said to me, your job is to outserve your wife. And I always thought that is just the right hmm. way to enter into marriage. And it always has stuck oh, with good. us. Even to like this week, we were going back and forth about something. And it was like, nope, our job is to outserve each other. And that is just one of those little pieces of advice that's been super helpful in our marriage. I, yeah. I, I had a, a college professor right before uh, I graduated. And he said his advice, and I may have said this before, was always to be able to answer the question respectively. What are you reading right now? Oh man! Like, yeah, that's like, good. like not that you can't read like uh, um, you know just just fun sort of you know and not that there's any like non-respectable choices, but always have something that you're also reading that it could be a source of like engagement for a conversation. Always be able to answer that question. So basically, always be reading. Hmm. Interesting. That's, that's a good. great one. Like that's that. good. That's good. What about bad advice? Anyone? Anything stick out? Just really horrible advice you ever received? <laughs> Here's a secret. Pay down that credit card with another credit card. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. That's good. All right, so guys, take some time this week. Think about this. The best and worst advice you've ever received. Let us know what it is. Hit us up on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You can uh, you could tell us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast or go over to our Facebook page and let us know. Uh, Camtastic will be back next week, and we'll have fun reading some of your best and worst advice. Here, here, here's another one. Dude, you can totally fit through that doggy door. <laughs> You'll never get stuck. Yeah. Here's another one for you, Jesse. No, it's cool. You don't need a rail on the top bunk. No, you're going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This will be good. This will be a lot of fun. Looking forward to reading these next week. Well, many thanks to Crowder for talking to us. Be sure and check out his new album. It's called Neon Steeple. It is available now. Check him out. He's going to be going out on tour this fall. CrowderMusic.com. Follow him on Twitter at CrowderMusic. Do you know who's opening for him? Uh, I've heard a few different uh, names floating around, but I, yeah. I no, I don't know. I just heard Sparkle is actually going to open. Oh, really? is that right? Thank yeah, you. One night only. <laughs> <laughs> Love Amen. his older stuff. And on that note, thank you as well to my mom for joining us on yeah. the show today. Um, Chad Michael Snavely's mom. This is Michael Snavely. Never going to host a show again because I just don't know what's going to happen. But mom, you're <laughs> awesome. Thanks for thanks for joining us on today's show. Well, on that note, <laughs> on that note, we're going to wrap up this show. I am Chad Michael Snavely. Uh, how do I turn this thing off? I'm confused. <laughs> Dad? Daddy? Dad! Dad, how do I turn it off? <laughs> I'm Eddie. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. For Sean Anequist, I will see you in the producer chair again next week. Nice Christian music. Huh? Here we go. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. 
You can follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts. Check us out on Facebook and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes app store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Teddy, there's no way I'm afraid of a Hurricane Teddy.